Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This is an RNZ podcast. So I'm coming up, uh, I don't know what elevation I've come to yet. I've got about a 600 meter elevation to do um, up over the saddle and then into the Harbour River, get to Hamilton Hut and I see two hunters. And, and so you're a professional hunting guide. I actually own NewZealandHunting.com, so it's a family business and we're in the second generation. So I took over about three years ago. Sorry, I forgot, Nate and... Danny. Danny, sorry, yeah, yeah. So um, Danny... You look like you're just out of bloody high school. What's going on? You own a you own a Baby professional face. hunting guiding yeah, business. I guess I grew up in this industry. Uh, I was really lucky to have parents and family that hunting was just part of our life, and so um, it's just been a natural progression for me, I guess. So, yeah, but I'm may look 15, but I'm 29. <laughs> so, yeah. and how often are you out here hunting, Nate? Uh, I try and get out as much as possible, a couple of times a month. If I had my way, I'd be out every wow. weekend. But So are you the same? Did you start as a kid? Yeah, well, I sort of started when I was about 15, 16, just shooting rabbits and stuff. I had good mates that were hunting and their families were hunting, so I just started going out and got a bug for it, so kept on doing it, and it's just gotten worse. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so with with this, like with the hunting, do you do you study up the bush skills or anything, or do you learn them by uh, you know acquiring them? I think most of it's just handed down, and it's personal experience. You go out and you learn stuff off other people, mates, or different hunters that come in. Um, yeah, I'm really lucky because my my family taught me a lot. Um, but also different friends, and I've learned heaps off Nate as well. And so, yeah, there's always something. There's always something to learn, I think, definitely. Um, so there'll be some people going, oh, no, poor deer, et cetera. But what's, what's, the, um, what's the, your favourite animal to, to hunt? To hunt, for me, I love hunting bull tar. I like the alpine oh, really? hunting. I like being up in those mountaintops. That's me and my element, but the best eating for me is the fallow deer. Right. Yeah, I like right. the meat off those there. Yeah. What about Can't you? Beat it. I'd have to say the same. I started tar hunting maybe 10 years ago, and... You always just find every excuse to go out for them. You go out hunting deer in the raw in the spring for a feed and a trophy, but the bull tar, you just can't go past them. They're amazing animals to watch. They're just, yeah, the the country that you get into, just incredible, so it's See, addictive. What's the most dangerous situation you've ever found yourself in, oh. Benny? <laughs> um, I guess uh, probably it was only last year I went out on a chamois hunt and um, we flew in by helicopter. And it was kind of snow on top of snow, so you had that little bit of avalanche going on in the background. And, um, yeah, I took a bit of a slip, um, but 
yeah, just got myself in that brace position. So that's probably the most I've scared the bejesus out of myself, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, if I hadn't been able to brace myself, I had a pretty heavy pack of meat coming out. Um, yeah, she could have been all over. So, yeah, dangerous country we live in. Yeah, I had one, <laughs> I had one in the Tararuas. I took a, took a tumble off a little rock face and was just ever appreciative that I came out of that alive. I am now at Lake Coleridge Lodge. I had never suspected ever up until about half an hour ago or a couple of hours ago that I might be at Lake Coleridge Lodge this evening. Um, and it's very cool having a beer, sitting in front of the fire, talking with uh, um, Roger, Margie, Sarah, Alec and um, Paul and Rosemary. And I was just chatting again with um, Roger and he was talking about how he started his affair with tramping when he was 14 in Milford, Milford Sound, Milford Track, and then started talking about some glacial shit. So give us a run us down that stuff again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I, we, I, we walked it as a family and, and um, just after I'd finished the fourth form. And in the fourth form geography, I remember we'd done things like um, the glacial valleys and how they were formed, the U-shaped valleys and the and then the uh, cirques. Because that's the difference between a sound and a. That's right, isn't it? That's isn't right. It to do yeah. with the shape of the, exactly. the valley. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. The uh, water-formed valleys are V-shaped, and yeah. the glacial valleys are U-shaped. And yeah. and I could not believe it. And um, you know, the Sutherland Falls, which just descend, you know, for I think a couple of thousand feet, and. And I and and I just gave me a love for the outdoors, and it was like being in a live geography lesson. And, oh, and okay, I actually yes, went yeah, on. Yeah. I actually gave me a love for tramping, and I actually went on. My first degree was in geography at University of Victoria University. Um, it was all sort of stemmed from that, I think. Yeah. Far out. Yeah, so yeah. back. To what year is that? Because your parents. 1966. 1966. Your folks haul you out to Milford. Yep. Yep. Milford Track. Yep, yep, yep. And I think Dad had walked it um, before he fought. He went away and he was spent five years fighting in the war. He was he was in the Air Force and he was um, went and trained in Canada and then he served as a navigator and um, in the bombers. And he before he went overseas, he went with a, a friend and that they walked the Milford Track way back prior to Whoa. going into the Second World War. Whoa. And and the Milford. Uh, tunnel, the Homer Tunnel was being just built at that stage. Yeah, yeah it was they, they, 53, so, I think. We, we, we think we're, we're doing it tough these days when we just walk the 53 k's or whatever it is one way yeah. and then catch, catch a bus back to Tiana. In those days they had to walk from, you know, one walk one way and then walk back yeah. and as well as that they walked up to the Homer Tunnel and had a look at it and, and then um, included that as well. So. Absolutely extraordinary. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were very cool. It's really nice getting a little bit of the backstory of the people I've been walking with. Standing here with a bloke called Paul Claridge, who I went through for Z school. How many years ago, mate? 43, bros. 43 years ago. So when I said I'm, you know, hit the trail and, and do this gig, I get a message from this bloke saying, I'm down here. Um, <laughs> down by uh, Lake uh, Coleridge, you know, not far from there so when you come through there uh, you know, we could maybe try and catch up 
And it just so happens to be where Linda Top lives as well, Linda and Donna. And um, so there's been this, we're having a session, aren't we? <laughs> we are indeed. But, <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and actually, the, the long way home, there you go, that's another thing it's done. It's uh, yeah. stimulated or brought us together, really, you know, because yeah, yeah. we haven't seen each other for so long. We all went different ways and just kind of disappeared. And yeah. these, are, these are great touch points, actually. It is, eh? Mm. It's so cool. And what's any advice, you know, seeing as you're, you're in that role, you're, you're an advisor, you're a mentor and everything like that, what, what's your, what's your kind of over, overarching advice to people out there at the moment, the way we, we're living our lives? Um, well, I think the first one is use it or lose it. Um, the second is, and it comes back to the stuff that you're doing, is, is we are so lucky to live in this gorgeous country. Um, you know, make, make the most of it, uh, I think. Um, you know, I really picked that up from you. And the other thing is that people are fundamentally good. You know, the stories that you tell about all of the people that you, you meet, you know, people want to help people, and we get this diet of a kind of negative diet about people, but your stories uh, that we all enjoy listening to every week tell us a different story, and I really enjoy it. such a buzz finally being here because I've known you know you're down here um, Jules is up in Auckland yeah. way and and like it's because how far back do we go now oh, Limbs was long time buddy Limbs long was because you, you were like our technical not the technical director you were the stage manager I was a stage manager and, and I uh, helped do all the production with yeah, uh, yeah. Fee Fanshell was, yeah. was lighting yeah. uh, designer and all that stage and production manager but yeah, yeah, we go back a long and way. And then we we helped found the watershed. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you you are just like this icon, I know, because for me it was it was in relation. You know, I just knew you as you. But my mum and dad, and my dad, you know, he's a hard ass commercial fisherman and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> they just love the top twins. You know, anything to do with the top twins. Like you guys, you guys are like one of these. Um, it's a uh, adhesive that brought people and like still bring tape. people. Yeah, yeah, you don't sticky want to tape. say sticky tape around the <laughs> critic paws about the cricket. <laughs> um, yeah, look, you, I mean, think, you know, it's really nice that, you know, that we get to play in New Zealand and, you know, we do get, uh, we get old cray fishermen and old fishermen and we get farmers and we get people from the metropolis the and we get kids and eh? grandmas and granddads and everything. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's beautiful because um, the great thing is that we were born in New Zealand. Yeah. You know, and anywhere else in the world, Jules and I probably would have been bloody, you know, either, you know, stoned to death <laughs> or, or, you know, or told, you know, that's not going to work. That's never going to work. We can't have a couple of lesbians out there singing to all these bloody young kids <laughs> and everything. But in New Zealand, you know, we're such a tolerant race of people, you know, and yeah. we're also, we're bright and we're knowledgeable. We know about the world and we know about worldly things. And people just say, yeah, good on you. Have a go. Have a go if yeah. you if you're honest and you're keen and you're hardworking, and you and you 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 look like you've got a bit of talent. They'll go, yeah, we'll give you a go. Now, there's a deer head. Yes. Up on the wall in your in your house, that's a magnificent beast. Yes, it is. So you know, I think you know there's a whole sort of you know thing about you know hunting and fishing in New Zealand. There's a lot of hunting and fishing goes on, and um, and I've always been you know drawn to the outdoors. Um, and, and, you know, I'm a twin, right? Yeah. We've got a twin sister. And um, I think what happens is that you get born with a gene, whether you're going to be a hunting or fishing person, and then there are people who aren't born with that gene. Now, it's kind of weird to me, it seems, that because we're twins, we're identical twins, but Jules didn't get that gene. She doesn't like going fishing or hunting. But I love, my, my big love is fly fishing. 
basically fly fishing, and um, and I've been fly fishing now for you know nearly probably 15 years, and, I, and the South Island has got the best fly fishing in the world. Mm. That's why I'm here in South Island, you know, and it's got good people. Um, and um, I haven't done a lot of hunting in my time, but um, my stepson, who's about you know he's 22 now, I took him out you know possum shooting when he was a kid. To me, it's not about the hunting. It's about taking kids out into the wild, into the bush, or having fun with them in the weekend, you know, and stuff like that. So, but we, we went out, and he's, you know, he was probably about 12 when we when we started doing that. And then he's now 22, you know, um, and I'm getting older. And he said to me last year, he said, Linda, he said, I want to take you out hunting because you took me hunting when I was little. And um, and there was a, a beautiful uh, stag up at uh, Cold Creek, and he had lost his harem he, he'd been pushed off his harem by by a, a bigger and bolder stag and so uh what happened was that that stag would have been culled he would have been you know he would have been surplus to their requirements of of putting genetics into a good herd and so i said to cam i said let's honor him and do a trophy hunt on him and it was a real beautiful bonding moment you know because he's my stepson but really after that he's my son A lot of hunters in New Zealand, you know, that's what they're all about, is honouring the animals and also, you know, being aware of your environment. You know, every river you cross, you want it to be pristine. So, you know, we've got to look after this country. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the hunters and the fishing people, they, 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 they're, that's their number one rule. We've got two sides to New Zealand. There's the East Coast and the West Coast. And yeah. in between, we've got, you know, you know, amazing, you know, forests and, and open country and foothills and beaches and everything like that. But, but the number one rule right now is you you got to look after it. You know, oh. Jules and I have done a lot of protesting in our time. Yeah, you know, there yeah. Was the Springboks tour, the anti-nuclear, yep. the homosexual law reform bill. But right now it's like, hey, New Zealand is the most important thing in our lives and it's got to be looked after. And I think, you know, that, that classic thing of, of preparing, you know, a meal that you've actually, you know, gone out and got. Yeah. Um, you've got the meat and you've grown the veggies and everything like that. That's the most beautiful thing in the world that we can do in New Zealand is say we have really good wild tucker you here. You can still you do know? it. You can still and, you know, do it. Like yeah. our Top Country program, you know, it was just amazing meeting those people. They were so oh. passionate and all that kind of stuff. And, and they they just they just wanted the best of food, yeah. you know, and it, we, that's all we want was that we want the best of <laughs> Well, let's go, to, let's go do some chores. Yeah, we're going to go out and uh, we're going to move some cattle. I've got, a, I've got a big mob out there of eight, <laughs> eight, eight steers and uh, Herefords, big, nice big Herefords, and then uh, and the horses are waiting. And the, and, and the dog is getting keen for a, yeah, he's for a keen. big drum. Come on, come on, what are we doing? Yeah, he's got a hedgehog. Do you want him to keep it? Or not? Oh, is that a real hedgehog? It's a real hedgehog. Oh, it's a live hedgehog. Yeah. Shit. Okay. We're going to let that hedgehog go. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can live again. <laughs> He's rolled up into a little ball. He's so. rolled right up. Hey? He's rolled right up. He's incredibly defensive because yes. he's had a good go at it. Oh, I thought it must have been a toy one the oh, way he was running just, around um, with it, eh? Hey? Well, yeah. look at that. Nicely rolled up. Yeah. Yep. Imagine being able to coil yourself up like that. Yeah. We'll leave him there. For <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll get on with the chores. <laughs>
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.